Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media, and I am not in the courtroom of Henderson County Judge Wade McKinney today, but still talking to the judge so that we can find out what's going on in our county government. How are you doing today, Judge? Doing good, Michael. Miss you. Yeah. <laughs> Miss seeing yeah. your face. Believe that. Yeah. So, so here's the deal, guys. I'm in quarantine. My wife, uh, was, um, COVID positive last week, had some symptoms, was a little on the sick side. Uh, we are blessed that she did not have a severe case and it looks like she's going to be fine. Um, but we're still in the quarantine, Judge, and I don't get out of jail, quarantine jail, till Friday. Till Friday. Yeah. So, uh, we are doing this, um, it, with the word of 2020 through Zoom. Yes. And, and because between the two of us, don't tell anybody, but between the two of us, we're over a hundred years old. Uh, <laughs> it took us a little bit of time to figure out Zoom. And, um, I actually had to like use a little bailing wire and duct tape to figure out how to record this, but we're getting it done because well, that's the kind of thing we do. Right, Judge? That's right. We old school it when we can't do anything else. If we can't do it any other way, we will go old school. All right. So, well, the thing that we really need to talk about, um, and in January of 2021, um, if January 2021 is going to be uh, defined by a word, it's going to be defined by the word vaccine. Yes, it will. That is, I'm sure it's the number one word searched on Google. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this. First of all, let's do what we, we, we end up covering this almost every week, but let's do what we normally do. Where are we with the stats right now as far as what's going on the last i looked actually a little bit of good news it was uh through the weekend we actually got below 20 percent as far as hospitalizations on the tsas which was good we had a little tick up yesterday which took us back up over the 20 percent but we are off of the um the highs of a week ago of 600 and 84, I believe, down to um, 625 to um, yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, like three or four straight days coming down. It was. I was beginning to get a little bit excited about it. Uh, I did. We did have discussions with the hospital locally. Um, the pressure has come off of them. You know, they have not had to go past that first surge phase. So they, they never had to add more than the 30 or so that they had. And according to them, they were down in the low to mid twenties as far as hospitalizations locally. Um, felt real good. They had a lot of praise for the, um, state of Texas of uh, being able to provide individuals and equipment supporting them through this stretch of the last couple of weeks where it has been really so severe across the state. Yeah, and uh, I talked to uh, Dr. Kern, Dr. Doug Kern, this past week, uh, an Athens doctor who is the former president of the Texas uh, Medical Association. And, you know, he said the things are actually right now in our hospital, uh, our local hospital, pretty good where it comes to that. Um, and it was important because there was a little concern because you know how rumor gets gets going and there were some rumors that things were really overflowing and that just wasn't true in the last week or so things have actually calmed down a little bit and coming down that said we're still at a 
we're still at a point that's higher than at any time where we've been. We still have over 600 people in hospital in our TSA, which is our region, folks, not just locally in Anderson County, our whole region. We have over 600. Uh, we're still nowhere near getting back down to the 15 percent. Uh, where we yeah. can can get back under that, like the the governor the governor wants us to. Um, but I think the key everybody feels right now is trying to get those vaccines, and that's been an issue. Something I know you've been working with almost daily. So tell us what's going on with the vaccines. Well, as we've spoken about further, um, this was set up in Texas as a public-private partnership based off the H1N1 of 2010, which in reality, when we look back to them, was really very small in comparison to what um, COVID-19 is. But that was the framework that um, the state of Texas is built off of. And with every battle plan is good until the first shot is fired, but there are difficulties in the system that we have built, not only uh, locally in the state, but across the nation, because it is driven by local providers that are interested in providing because there is no mandate that they provide it. And there's little incentive other than. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so folks, that's what happens when you're doing podcasting at home. Uh, and you have these things go on. So that would be, that would be, uh, Bella and Winnie protecting me from my kids. So there you go. Um, you know, okay. That's the other thing in 2020 and 2021. Uh, animals should have a, a ringside view of our daily work. That is, that is absolutely right. Okay. So what you're talking about there, which is really important is when you're saying provider, it's the people who are actually are getting like the, the doctor's offices and the pharmacies that are getting the, the vaccine delivered to them so that they can give it to the public. Um, right. that, that is, we talked about this last week a little bit, uh, but that's a complicated process and it's, and it's complicated to get signed up. It's hard to keep all the records and everything and they're not allowed to make any money on it. So they have to do it out of the goodness of our, their hearts, which means not a whole lot of uh, organizations are signing up to, especially the smaller organizations that can't exactly. really afford to do it. And those people are mostly in rural areas. Exactly. You know, rural Texas is um, largely underserved. I go back again. In 2019, there were um, 26 hospitals, rural hospitals closed in the state. And it's very difficult providing quality health care. And we're, again, very fortunate in Henderson County to have what we have, given our relative our relative size of 80,000. But um, the efforts that it takes to be a provider requires that corporate style of administration just to keep up with the red tape and applications process and so forth and so on. But um, and the other limitation is the actual manufacturing of the vaccine. In the state COVID-19 vaccination plan, they laid this out in October that um, during this initial stretch, of vaccinations that the limited availability would be a driving factor. And that's part of the reason why they went to the 1A, 1B process to get the vaccine focused on those places that were, or those individuals that would 
benefit the most from being vaccinated. So it's it's made it a difficult rollout across the nation, but um, things are getting better um, as far as availability. We're hearing in the news of the large hubs in the urban areas starting up. Um, we had great news come out about DSHS um, bringing a clinic to Henderson County. All right, well let's not, let's not get ahead because I really want to hit that. Um, yes. So, so where we are is generally we're in the same spot we were last week as far as vaccine goes, with some so it looking good into the future um, because we have the system set up. What it, what we need is we need more vaccine. However, exactly. as you just started to say, you had some really good news from the Department of State Health Services in the past week. Um, looking forward to Henderson County. We did. Um, we started this back um, having, uh, I guess you would call it, back-channel discussions with DSHS. And finally, January 4th, we had a meeting with the Texas Division of Emergency Management and DSHS on bringing what they called a pop-up clinic to Henderson County. And we are waiting on a phone call. We're in place. We've even rolled out a um registration wait list that is now up on the website, Henderson County website, or you can just put in your browser, uh, henderson-county.com forward slash registration. You can just enter it straight into your, um, your internet bar and take you right to the registration process. And they wanted us to get this stood up so that we can be ahead because within 48 to 72 hours of a phone call saying that DSHS has the vaccine in hand, they'll expect us to be ready. And again, that governmental term stood up open for um, business to get some vaccinations put into arms. So we do have a registration list up. Uh, at henderson-county.com so and even we opened it up yesterday afternoon we're almost at a hundred already have signed up so this is a really important thing because once you have those folks registered i mean i think it's going to be like we've seen in the past when one of these events are open they they get filled up really quickly so um getting registered ahead of time is really the way to go it is, and of course, it is limited to the 1As and 1Bs. 1A being that category for your healthcare providers and frontline workers. Uh, 1B being those over 65 and with one of eight different um, underlying conditions that would make the effects of COVID-19 much more dangerous. Um, it is a... Um, process much like what you've seen in the news it'll be it'll be one of those it won't be a drive-through clinic it will be you have to get out and come in because there is an observation process after I believe it's 15 minutes after receiving the vaccine that they want to observe everyone and this is likely to take place at the fairgrounds uh, that's the what that is where we are focusing our attention due to the ample amount of parking uh, a usable building in the senior citizens um, that's where we are targeting at at this point and just to be clear there is no date for this yet this is the county needs to be ready and your preparedness for when dshs says okay in two days we're going to have the clinic and that is exactly correct 
it is very similar to the net health registration that individuals have gone through or with the farm local pharmacies um, it has to be vaccine in hand and again as we spoke earlier about the um, scarcity of production uh, that makes it difficult in being able to give more information right. we just know that we're doing everything we can to be ready on that phone call yeah you and i have talked about this before there was that uh, momentary, because the vaccine it can spoil, basically, because the vaccine uh, can go bad, there was this real fear of it sitting on the shelf too long. And so they opened up 1B pretty quick. And the yes. truth of the matter is we've had the opposite problem, not that there's vaccine sitting on the shelf, but that the vaccine cannot meet the demand at the moment. Right, and we've read things around that part of the inherent um, difficulties of handling this is uh, the documenting of information because once the vaccine is given, there's 24 hours to upload that information to the state. There's been issues of the Texas database linking with the federal database. And what had happened was, was that it gave the impression to state officials after the first week of rollout that there was a great deal of vaccine still sitting on the shelf. And they became very concerned about getting that pushed out because how much you give is also taken into that weighted calculation on how much more you would get. So the state of Texas opened up 1B, which put the huge demand on the system. And I say again, uh, Henderson County, a population of 80,000. DSHS identified a little over 35,000 that would benefit immediately from the vaccine, of which 18,000 of those are over 65. So you you can see the demand in the numbers right. alone and the difficulties of the reporting or the complications of the reporting. It's uh, 18,000 people over the age of 65 who can benefit from the vaccine and we're getting 100 doses a week. Exactly. All told, um, when I looked at it last week, we had received 3,300, but that also includes some of the net health allocation, which sure. of course is been over I, there. I mean, I mean, which is being taken care of in Smith County. And then we go back to what we talked about last week. If you're really interested in why our, uh, our health department is located right. in Smith County, I direct you to last week's podcast <laughs> where the judge and I spent quite a bit of time describing that um and by the way far be it from me to like cast aspersions but who would have ever expected that there might be a lag in reporting after what we've seen over the last 10 months <laughs> exactly i mean um all i have to say is that word we come to know so well earlier was contact tracing Yo. uh, yeah yeah you know, yeah. Well, I, this past week, what uh, you sent me a message one time, and there was one day we lost like five thousand. What happened? Uh, yeah, um, DSHS reported that we had about five thousand less confirmed cases in one day, and then the next day we were up six thousand. So there has been. Uh, I, I don't want to portray that there's been a great deal of reporting issues, but they have come along at different times, and it has made us pull our hair out yes. about 
proper reporting builds confidence. Yes. And each time, especially in the environment we live in today, that there's a hiccup, then all confidence is lost. Right. Well, because we're in a we're in a um, 24-7 news cycle. Everybody's exactly. used to instant reporting. Uh, you know, you and I are talking to each other from two different houses in two different locations in Henderson County. And then, so I understand why people think that, but right. we go back to, I'm not, I'm, I understand it. We've said that the, the, the public health system got overwhelmed very quickly by the pandemic. And this is just another example of, of that. Um, the system is just not prepared to handle that many numbers and that kind of reporting from that many different places, which is why you and I always go back to hospitalizations as our key exactly. metric. Exactly. It is the one, con it is the one hard number that we get daily that, you know, we have seen an issue there with that every now and then at the state level, but it's the most consistent out of all of them. It is the most consistent. All right, so this is what we want to say for this week's podcast, the main thing for this week's podcast. If you are in that 1A or 1B group, make sure to register at the Henderson County uh, website so that you will be on the list for these DSHS uh, events, because hopefully they're not just going to do one. That's what we're hoping for because of the um, the second dose requirement on the Moderna, though they say that you do not have to have it exactly at the 28th day. It's any time after the 28th day. A second dose is required under the FDA authorization. So that's another little kink in it this there's so many moving parts on this it, it looks like not even organized chaos just chaos so i i did want to bring up one thing that there is a another clinic that will be standing up in kaufman county that um representative bell um, worked on with kaufman county last week um, we will be putting that link on the henderson county site as well uh, we have net health's up. We have ours up. We'll be putting that one for Kaufman County as well because you can get the vaccine outside of your county. You yeah. know, this is about getting shots in arms and they're available to all of us. Sign so, up anywhere. The first sign, one that, that pings is the one you go to. Exactly. And we, and in our scheduling process, we're making allowances for that because you can be on five different ones and you're probably going to go to the place where you get the first, uh, notification from. So we're trying to adjust scheduling to handle that, uh, change up on the fly. So, um, again, it goes back to what we said back in the beginning when we were always, um, so concerned about the testing is, uh, and all of the discussions in the community is to remember, um, let's all have a little grace for one another <laughs> across the board. Amen. Amen. All right. So, uh, 2021, January, 2021, uh, I still have the pandemic. We haven't gotten rid of it yet. We're still working on this. Um, Make sure that you check out the Henderson County uh, website. The judge has all kinds of information up on there now. And if you can't, if you have some trouble finding it, uh, just when you go to the Henderson County, it's henderson-county.org. 
Dot com. Henderson County.com. Um, and when you go there, just look at the top of the page. There's a link that says COVID information. So you can click that. You don't even have to find it. It's right there at the top of the page. And um, you'll have all the information that you need to know about COVID right there at your fingertips. Yeah, we did a little reorganization of it once you hit that landing page, cleaning it up a little bit. And you've got NetHealth, you've got Henderson County. Just go there. There is a wealth of information, particularly on what says COVID-19 Henderson County information. That's where the spreadsheet is that we've been working from for right. so long. Now. Right. Another thing we talked about last week, but that spreadsheet's become its own website. It's not even a spreadsheet <laughs> anymore. It's pretty much a full website. It's pretty amazing. After all this is over, we got to do like a little something about that spreadsheet and how you used it because, you know, I, I use all kinds of different web gear and all that to, to make stuff. I've never thought about using a spreadsheet like that, and it's been amazing. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I love yeah, spreadsheets. I, I, look, hey, <laughs> hey, it, it, it's been it's been a really useful um, it's been a really useful resource. And guys, if you have not been to see the spreadsheet that we've talked about that we're talking about, you really need to go and check it out. Everything you could possibly want to know. There's either the information right on that spreadsheet or a link on that spreadsheet to go to where it is. Um, check it out. It's it's uh, really a lot of information, a lot of good information. All right. Hey, Judge, I'm going to close it up. We're going to go a little shorter than we normally do just because we're not together and, and everything. And uh, vaccines is the main thing we wanted to pound this week. Thank you very much for letting us in uh, to talk to you. By the way, guys, you know, there's other things going on. In Henderson County um, and so you know hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have some information about um, uh, residential development rules that are in the works I know that the judge has been working on that I think there was a meeting this week about that I know lawyers are still looking at what's going on on our north border between us and Kaufman County uh, that did not just disappear. And so uh, hopefully sometime in the future, we'll get a little update about that. Uh, but make sure you keep on listening to the podcast because this is how you know what's going on with your county government. Judge, thank you for giving us the time. Thank you, Michael. Hope you get out of jail soon. Friday. Friday. <laughs> Friday. Friday. <laughs> if if, if um, Sheriff Hillhouse calls you and says, hey, we just caught Hannigan like running down the highway screaming at the top of his lungs. You'll know why, and hopefully somebody can help me get out of jail. There you go. All right. Thank you, Judge. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.